Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So great to have you on board. If you don't like that, and today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. And remember, they're available around the clock 24-7. If you have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. New Works will be there for you. Just go to newworksplumbing.com for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. New Works Plumbing has a fix for you. New Works Plumbing, N-E-W wrxplumbing.com you know i was thinking about this after another dreadful embarrassing pathetic gutless loss by the sacramento kings last night this time to the new york knicks who had lost 11 of 13 games you know i did a little research and i was thinking you know what have been really what have been some of the worst dubious awful records in sports you know the kings now have set an nba record with their 16th losing season Hard to believe that the Kings moved from Kansas City in 1985, and they've only been 508 times. And this year will also mark the 16th consecutive year that the Kings have not been in the playoffs. So I was like, you know, I'm going to go look at some other really acts of futility, records of futility. And you know what's odd? I couldn't find many things on the Kings. As a matter of fact, I couldn't even find the Kings' 43-game road losing streak that I went through. That's right. Can you believe that the Kings lost 43 straight road games at one point? Yeah, I know. You only play 41 a year. Trust me, I get that. And the Kings were 1-40, in and I've told this story many times. We were flying on that small private jet. We had the plane for the very first time. It was a Bach 111, and it was a very, very antiquated old jet. I used to sit in the cockpit a lot, and... It was funny because I remember flying during the day sometimes and I could see jets flying past us from above. You know, you could see their jet stream. You could actually see the planes. And I remember talking to the pilots and they were like, oh yeah, this plane doesn't go very fast. I mean, I remember flying from uh, Denver to LAX one afternoon and it was a beautiful day. A couple things I remember about that flight. I remember about, you know, it was like we were standing still with the other planes flying right by us. And then I remember when we got past Vegas, how the air went from beautiful blue crystal 
to a, it started to, you know, a light brown haze and it got darker and darker. And you could actually see the air pollution get more and more prevalent as you started flying over the desert and on your approach in the LAX. I'll never forget that. As a matter of fact, we couldn't, we've got to remember, it was a beautiful sunny day. We couldn't even see the runway until we were almost on top of it. That's how bad the pollution was that day in the middle of winter in Los Angeles. But I'll never forget Dick Mata on that Bach 111 after the Kings had their final road game. And I sat right across from Dick and we got up and it was early in the morning. When I mean early in the morning, it's probably we come back from a road trip. It's probably like 1, 1.30. And <laughs> Dick goes, man, it's a damn good thing. We had our own plane this year. We may have gone 1 and 41. And, you know, Dick was... Uh, Dick was something else. He really was. But the Kings ended up losing 43 consecutive road games. They snapped it in Orlando. And if memory serves me correct, Reggie Theus was wrapping up his career as a member of the Orlando Magic. And that's a record, ladies and gentlemen, that will never be broken. So I was thinking, you know, the Kings now with another NBA record, 16 consecutive losing seasons. Do you know how hard that is? Seriously, think about that. All right, you look at most consecutive NBA losses. You go back to the 1972 season. The, you ready for this? The Philadelphia 76ers began the season 0-15, all right? And they had a record 20 straight defeats during the season. They were led by Fred Mad Dog Carter, who was actually named the team MVP after a record of 9-73. and 73. They changed the name of the 76ers. They called them the 73ers. And Fred Mad Dog Carter had a line after being named Team MVP, quote, I wasn't sure whether it was for me leading us to nine wins or 73 losses. How about that? And then you talk about most consecutive losses. You look at Columbia. They had 40 Four straight losses between 83 and 88. How about that for a minute? The, (laughs) I mean, they finally, okay, after their long, long drought, ended up having their first winning season, all right, in 2007 since 1976. So you think about that stretch. In other words, if you think about what the Kings have done, ah, that is nothing. That is nothing. Think about Columbia and football. All right? How about the Detroit Lions? 2008, 0-16, eclipsing the Bucks 0-14, only because the season was two games longer. The Bucks did that under John McKay in 1976. Do you remember, if you're a Lions fan, do you remember that they only, uh, they almost won their final game? You remember that? And that was it. For Matt Millen, only 31 wins for the Lions between 2001 and 2008. All right, are you a baseball fan by any chance? How about the 1962 Mets? They were not the amazing Mets in 1962. The Mets had the third worst winning percentage of all time with a record of 40 and 120. 40 and 120. How about that for you? You can find worse, but I just... Being a New Yorker, I thought that, you know, I would pick on the Mets. How about in 2004, 2005, the Atlanta Hawks, all right? 13 and 69, 
All right, 13 and 69. Now, they didn't have massive losing streaks like like a lot of other teams. But that's one of the worst teams in the history of the NBA. 13 and 69. Are you a hockey fan? How about the Washington Capitals in 1975? 37 consecutive road losses. Ah, that's nothing. I did 43. I don't want to hear about your 37 consecutive road losses. However, they did lose 39 of their 40 road games that year. I can still beat you. 1 in 40. All right? That's right. 39 of 40, I got you beat by 1. 40 of 41. The Capitals that year ended the season with a record of 8, 67, and 5. You have the New York Islanders in 72-73 when they were just beginning their existence. They were 12-16-6. They had only 30 points in that season. All right, let's get back to the NBA. You remember when the Denver Nuggets just tried to score and score and score, but they couldn't stop anybody? The Nuggets in 1998 were 11 and 71 11 and 71 how about the clippers 86 87 playing in that beautiful sports arena okay won only 12 games that's right 12 out of 82 and if you're thinking about how bad things have been for the kings the clippers suffered a decade's worth of horrible 50 or more losses Think about that. An entire decade of 50 or more losses. Kings fans are like, yeah, I can relate to that pretty much. I can relate to that. So I was thinking about the Kings and their pathetic season again. 16 consecutive losing seasons. And I'm going to do a podcast on this next week. Because coming up next weekend, they're going to have a ceremony to say goodbye once and all for Arco Arena. And next week, I'm going to give you some of my fondest memories, both good and bad, from that arena. But if you took the eight years that Rick Adelman coached the Kings in that building, if you erase that from the record books, the Kings would not have a 500 record, and they would only have two playoff appearances, okay? One being in the first season, the inaugural season, when they moved from Kansas City, They made the playoffs and got swept by the Rockets. And then, of course, in 96, that thrilling short series, it was a best of five that the Kings lost in four, but they beat the number one seed Seattle up at Key Arena in game two, came back in game three, and to this day, that's one of the great moments in the history of the arena. The Kings lost, but the atmosphere and everything else. And I'll talk about that more coming up uh, next week when I reflect back on my my moments of Arco Arena. When you watch that game last night, if you think about the Kings' big lead and then the Kings come out in the second half and they get obliterated. And you know what's also interesting? It's actually a good thing that the Kings lost because the only way this team has a chance of getting good is to get lucky in the draft. But they weren't trying to lose. That's the whole thing. The Kings weren't trying to lose last night. They just lost because they have no pride. They really don't. This team has absolutely no pride. And that's another reason why I'm not real high on De'Aaron Fox being the quote-unquote leader of the team and being the point guard. I think that is his role. 
You know, to me, Harrison Barnes is the most consummate, most incredible professional on that team. But his personality doesn't really lend itself for that role. Now, of course, I don't know what's going on in the locker room. And I know that Harrison has always been regarded as a great locker room guy. But he gets it. He understands. But this team has no pride. They really don't. They have no pride. It doesn't seem like they care when they lose. And they're just going through the motions. And, you know, to Alvin Gentry's credit, you know, he said, hey, we're trying to win and I'm putting people on the floor every night. I'm not – and listen, why the hell would Alvin Gentry care about the draft next year? He's not going to be here anyway. Why would Alvin Gentry care about the Kings draft pick next year? He doesn't care. He's not going to be part of the team. I mean, let's call it the way it is. Not happening. So why would Alvin Gentry give a damn where the Kings are going to be selecting in the draft? Doesn't care. You know, it's not, not an issue at all. And, you know, again, I'm talking about the records. How many more years of this are we going to watch in Sacramento? If you don't have a lot of assets, you just traded your asset that you had in Tyrese Halliburton to get an all-star. And listen, I think after watching DeMontis Sabonis for a couple weeks, we can all agree that the guy's a hell of a player. Now, Halliburton could, you know, in a couple of years, you could look back and go, gee, that was a bad trade. Halliburton's a perennial all-star, but he's not yet. And so you can only go by what you know. But the thing about Sabonis, and I've seen this happen with a lot of Kings players, you can... You can get worn out and it can wear you down to a knob when you're on a losing team with a losing culture with guys in the locker room that don't care. And you have now, if you're Monty McNair, this season is over. Forget about this year. You have two years to build a good team, assuming that you have your job for two more years, which is no sure thing. You have two seasons to build a team so that Sabonis wants to stay in Sacramento at the end of his contract. Only two years. Two years. Now, I don't know if that's possible or not. When I mean it, I mean, it's possible, but I'm looking at the Kings roster and I'm trying to see which guys can facilitate good players in return. And other than De'Aaron Fox and Harrison Barnes, I, I don't think there are any players on the Kings roster other than Sabonis. And Fox still, as great as he looks on some nights, and he's been in a very good stretch lately, he still is not a good shooter from the perimeter, and I just think that hurts his trade value, especially considering he's on a max deal. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to acquire a point guard that can't shoot. I'm, I'm not, not, not a guy making that kind of money. I'm not doing it. Absolutely not going to do it. So, you know, the reason why I'm talking about these records, can you imagine walking out of... Arco Arena in 2006 after the Kings' last playoff game. Now, think about that. Think about where you were in 2006, meaning where you were in your life. Maybe you're listening to this podcast and you weren't even born yet. You're listening to this podcast, you weren't married yet. You didn't have any children or you didn't have any grandchildren or whatever. I can just go on and on. Think about your life in 2006. Can you imagine... If you were at one of those playoff games against the San Antonio Spurs and somebody came up to you and said, you know, the Kings aren't going to be in the playoffs until at least the 2023 season. And you'd be like, whoa, 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 what? That's right. The Kings are not going to be in the playoffs. The earliest that it's possible will be 2023. And you would look at that person 
and you would just go, what the hell are you on? You know, the Kings have just been in the playoffs for eight straight years. Can you imagine, seriously, thinking about that? An entire generation of Sacramento Kings fans not only not seeing their team in the playoffs, not even seeing a winning season. Personally, I think this streak is going to continue because I don't think the Kings are going to be a top 10 team next year. And by the way, being ninth and 10th doesn't mean you're a playoff team. It means you get into the play-in tournament. You become a playoff team when you are in the playoffs, okay? Anyone out there really think the Kings are going to be a top eight team next year based on their roster and based on the pieces that Monty has? And here's the other deal. Let's say you get lucky in the draft. You know, the chances of a player, even one, two, three, or four, or five, coming into the NBA as a teenager and making that kind of an impact to propel you into the playoffs is highly, highly, highly unlikely. All right? There are no LeBron James coming out of the draft this year. So, you know, hold your horses on that. You know, it's not like you're going to get the number one or number two pick in the draft, and all of a sudden, you're going to be like, oh, wow, the Kings are going to be in the playoffs. Uh Uh-uh. doesn't work like that. So, I don't see this team getting good. And when I mean good, I'm talking about just into the playoffs for at least minimum one more season after this. Minimum. Absolute minimum. Think about these records. Think about how bad it has been, folks. And think about what is ahead for the future. Doesn't look very good. It doesn't look very good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is now time for our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and just maybe I'll answer your question right here on my podcast. Zach asks, what do you think about the rule changes in the new MLB CBA? Well, first of all, they don't have a new CBA. And I understand your question, no. I don't even care right now because I'm so disgusted at baseball and their lack of an agreement. Now, as I'm recording this podcast, I can tell you there is no agreement and the sides appear deadlocked. The things that I have seen, Zach, I like. Baseball's got problems. Baseball needs to fix their game, Zach. And so for that reason, yes, I'm in favor of the rule changes. They must make this game more enjoyable to watch. But first and foremost, we need a game to watch. Brandon asks, should Russell Westbrook be benched? When you mean benched, do you mean taken out of the starting lineup or do you mean benched and not playing? I mean, I, I'm not really sure I understand the question. Obviously, the Lakers are a disaster this year and what they're doing is not working. 
They may not even make the play-in tournament. They may not even be one of the top 10 teams in the Western Conference. Can you imagine if somebody told you that before the year? What they're doing, Brandon, is not working, so something needs to change. If that means that Westbrook needs to be benched or he needs to go to the bench, uh, then so be it. All right, Colin asked, how will Robert Sarver's investigation go? For those of you that don't know, Sarver is the owner of the Phoenix Suns. Colin, I have no way of being able to answer that question. What I will tell you is there have been many who have come out and have been critical of Sarver. Now, on the other side, there have been others that have come out and have been very supportive of Sarver. So I have no idea how this investigation will go. I am a little alarmed if I'm looking at this from Sarver's perspective on the number of people that have come out and pretty much stepped on him. So I guess if you're telling me, Grant, I need an answer, I would say it's not going to go very well. Jimbo asked, what are the 49ers' biggest priorities heading into next season? DJ Jones, Lakin Tomlinson, Jason Verrett, and Raheem Morris's contracts are up, and they likely won't be able to keep all four. No, they won't. It's part of the NFL and the uh, salary cap. Jimbo, first thing they need to do is figure out what's going to happen with Garoppolo, okay? That's number one. Assuming that Garoppolo is not going to be on the team, and you're not, you're, you're probably going to think this is crazy. I believe their biggest priority is quarterback because I don't think Trey Lance, and I've, I've said this already. I made this statement a couple of weeks ago. I believe if Trey Lance is the starting quarterback in week one for the 49ers, they will not make the playoffs. Now, I'm not saying that Lance will not be a good quarterback, and I'm not saying he won't be a great quarterback someday. All I'm saying is it's not going to be next season. So in my opinion, their biggest priority is at quarterback. You know, I was doing a show on No Filter Network the other day with Sean Salisbury, and he said the same thing, you know, that he, he feels that the 49ers will have a quarterback start week one whose name is not... Trey Lance. So I think that's their biggest priority. I really do. Brendan asked, do you think LeBron was still able to drop 50-plus points? Yes. The way NBA teams play defense, I mean, look at Randall last night for the Knicks. I, I, th- I don't think scoring 50 in the NBA is that big of a deal anymore with how bad so many teams are, particularly when you get after the All-Star break. You know, you just certain teams just don't play with the intensity. They don't play with the vigor. So, yeah, I, I did. And I think he'll have another 50-plus point game before it's all said and done because, again, there are so many pathetic defensive teams in the NBA, the Kings being one of them. Neil asks, how do you expect Zion to play when he gets back next week? Well, first of all, I don't know if he is coming back next week. Number two, I need to see him play for a period of time without getting hurt. So I have no idea what to expect from Zion Williamson. I really don't. I don't know if he's able to stay healthy, Neil, and stay on the floor. So I, I can't expect him to be great. He hasn't played in ages. I, I just I don't see that happening. But New Orleans is really playing well. They're really doing well. And they, they got a good chance to get into uh, the play-in tournament. Uh, Adam asks, have you watched any of the NFL Combine? Adam, I have not. I have no interest in the combine. I do not want to see guys running around in T-shirts and shorts, you know, looking like that they're playing football and doing sprints, and I don't care. I, I, I don't I think the, I think the NFL combine is the biggest waste of time annually in professional sports. 
I really do. I, I, I think it's just an absolute waste of time. I have to cover it. I have to be aware of what's going on. And I do. I do read up on it. But in terms of watching it, no. No. Absolutely not. Corey wants to know, are you surprised Nick Stauskas made it back to the NBA? You know, I am. And I am really happy for Nick Stauskas, whose career, which started in Sacramento, was tarnished greatly by the bullying of DeMarcus Cousins. And I really felt that it hurt Nick Stauskas' development. Now, I'm not blaming DeMarcus for Nick's failures up to this point in the NBA. That's not the point I'm trying to make. Some guys can handle the hazing and the bullying, and some guys can't. And Nick went through a really rough time his rookie year in Sacramento. And I really, I think it really affected him greatly. It's hard enough. It's hard enough coming into the NBA. And then dealing with that, uh, it makes it that much more difficult. And again, I'm not blaming DeMarcus for Nick Stauskas' lack of development. I'm saying it was a factor early on in his career, uh, in my opinion. Always great to have the questions here on Crowd Ultra. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and just maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. It's time for And today's rant is brought to you by the Home Theater Company. For your audio, video, and home theater needs, just go online, hometheatercompany.com. Well, another one for the Sacramento Kings last night. A gutless performance, no pride, just a, a team that can't wait until the end of the season. The Knicks score 83 points, 83 points in the second half, and they win 131 to 115. Julius Randle, eight three-pointers for a career-high 46 points. Oh, yeah, by the way, the Knicks were down 20 points. Think about that. Oh, you want some other numbers? The Knicks had come into the game losing 11 of 13. That's right. They had lost 11 of 13. How bad is that? Well, if you're a Sacramento Kings fan, it is par for the course. Have a big lead like you had in the last game on the road against Dallas and lose. Dallas playing without Luka Doncic, no problem. The Knicks, losers of 11 and 13, no problem. 83 points in the second half. And now the Sacramento Kings get ready for another game. And then the good news is pretty soon there will be no more games this year. And even though the team was not trying to lose last night and Alvin Gentry was not coaching the team to lose, they lost anyway, which is really a good thing because the Kings continue to fall deeper into the standings, which gives them at least a good chance or a chance of getting the number one pick in the draft or maybe two or three or four. And just maybe, maybe, maybe there is that gem out there that can come to Sacramento and help turn this team around. But here's what you do know. They got two years left to fix this team, or I can't see any way in the world that the all-star DeMontis Sabonis stays in Sacramento. You're running out of time. Another failed, miserable, awful season with another failed, miserable game in front of the few fans at the Golden One Center. Can you say embarrassing? Yeah, you say it a lot if you're a Sacramento Kings fan. And that is my rant for today. That is my podcast for today. Hey, coming up on Friday's episode, Mike Pereira from the NFL on Fox. We're going to talk about Troy Aikman, Joe Buck, 
and we're going to talk about what's going on in this country, the abuse that officials take, and a lot more. That's coming up Friday on If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. So long, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.